You're listening to KUCI 88.9 FM in Irvine, California. The views on this show are not necessarily the views of KUCI, UCI, or its border regions. To learn more about our programs on KUCI, log on to KUCI.org. My name is Ann. You're listening to Operation Community Stimulus. You can always reach me through my website, which is OperationCommunityStimulus.com. Always open for suggestions. We're going to be sharing some information with listeners today with Ellie Ward. She has been in the educational field for sometimes, as if you do the math properly, how long she's been uh, different roles into the education. So first of all, Ellie, I want to thank you for sharing this information. And uh, I'd like for you to, to share with our listeners, where did you start your career? Okay, actually I started by going to a state teacher's college and uh, majoring in uh, elementary education and second, uh, second uh, minor in uh, what's now called special education. Oh, I did not realize that. That's cool. Okay. Um, what about your uh, student teaching? Where, where did you do that at? Okay, I did that in New Jersey. My first uh, year in my student practicum was my, when I was a junior. It was in a school where uh, the lowest IQ was 120. And then my senior year, when I did my practicum, it was uh, in the special education where the highest uh, IQ was 85. Was you prepared for anything during this venture, getting into and doing your student teaching? Was you surprised at all with um, what it was about versus what you studied or what you thought it was going to be about? No, because I really always wanted to be a teacher from the time I was three years old. Uh, when my brother was in kindergarten, I would go and sweep the school sidewalk. <laughs> Big job. <laughs> Big job. What about your career? Where did you start your career? I started in New Jersey uh, in a regular classroom because there was not an opening in special ed at that particular time. However, after being in the classroom, I found that it was uh, very uh, advantageous to have had the special education background. And then my two student teachings, one with the gifted and then one with the other end of the spectrum, it helped me in a regular classroom where you have such a variety of students. Mm -hmm. Are there any difference now, you know, let's say maybe in the lunch department or anything, is there anything different now than, than there was back when you first started? <laughs> well, when I first started to teach, uh, the, my students went home for lunch. They had an hour and 15 minutes. And uh, and then uh, we um, they walked to school. They didn't have moms didn't have cars, and uh, if you could afford the bus, you could get a bus pass. But most of us walked to school. And as teachers, then we had uh, the lunchtime without the students there. And then I guess there's times that the weather made a little more work for you to get the students because New Jersey, I don't think, has got Southern California oh, weather. No, it certainly did not. And that was a very, very interesting because, number one, the kids were accustomed to rain. But the year that I taught first grade, um, the kids came with boots and many times they were too small and you'd have to tug them on. But then we would go out for recess, whether not in the rain, but if there was snow on the ground, and they had to put their boots on 
And we would take them off when they came in from recess, put them on when they went home for lunch, took them off when they came back from lunch, and put them on again at the end of the day. But it was fun. That's, yeah, I, I'm from Indiana, so I know the boot thing. <laughs> what about um, grades that you've taught? What, I mean, how many different grades have you taught? Okay, well, I've taught first, third, fourth, fifth, and sixth. The only grade I haven't taught was second. Mm. And I really enjoyed the sixth grade the most. I taught that the longest. And uh, I just enjoyed working with older children. I'm not a little kid, not a mommy type. Too many boots, huh? Too many boots. <laughs> what about um, homework? What's the difference in, in the homework? Have you seen it change over the years? Oh, definitely. Uh, at one time, number one, I do not believe in homework. And my students had homework that uh, the only thing that they did was if they didn't finish work in school, they took it home. Uh, they studied for tests. They read and they did... Um, some projects that we didn't do in school. But now you find that there's a lot more homework that the, the oh, kids have Oh, yes, a lot more homework. And one of the reasons that I do not believe in homework is because, um, number one, I struggled as a student with math. And uh, to me, if you, I'm going to give you an example. If you uh, are good in math and you have homework, why do you have to do more? If you are not good in math and you have to finish your work at home and then do more math on top of that, that is not going to make you a better math student and it's also not going to make you like math any better. Well, that's nice, though, to know that, you know, even the teacher had, had struggles as a child. Oh, yes. <laughs> What about, uh, say, some of your former teachers? Have you ever had any contact with any of your former teachers? Oh, I've had lots of contact with former teachers. Um, my, the teacher that I, I was in contact with the most was my fifth grade teacher. Uh, and because I did not like math myself in school, I refused to learn my multiplication facts. And I can remember Miss Tatton with the flashcards and a pointer pointing around the room, and I refused to learn them. So they put me in the slow fifth grade class. And we had this brand new teacher. And guess what her love was? Math. <laughs> well, I learned my multiplication facts. But I realized that it also helped me with division and fractions once I learned them. And so uh, then, because I did such a good job, they put me in what was called the fast sixth grade, and this dear teacher moved up to the sixth grade, and what did we do a lot? Math. <laughs> <laughs> and then she, that, was, that was her field, and so when she ended up going to the high school and teaching calculus and trigonometry, and eventually went to the state teacher's college and set up a computer science program. And so that was always very, very interesting. Uh, as a student, when I was in elementary school myself, I did not like to read. And I did not like to read because every time we read a book, we had to write a book report. And to this day, I am not a writer. I am a, uh, a proofreader. <laughs> and, uh, but I, as a teacher, then I made, um, tried to make 
reading a lot more interesting. So uh, instead of doing a written book report all the time, we did um, mobiles, we did dioramas. Uh, when they had a biography, they had to come dressed as that person and they had to have some kind of a prop. And to this day, I still make uh, apple butter at Christmas time because a student did a Johnny Appleseed and his prop was apple butter. Was it uh, homemade apple butter? Oh, yes. Still make it today. <laughs> I love it. I love it. Well, so now what about, because um, I, I, I know that uh, you work in the bookstore now. I think you're, that's the that's the book library. Is that what you, that's your what position now. is yes. now? And at Mission Hills Christian School. That's correct. And what about the, the you know, say some of the fundraisers and stuff? How, you know... How do you guys? Uh, well, we do? have we have a book fair twice a year. Uh, that I have a wonderful parent that helps me set up the volunteers to work it, and the uh, money that we raise is used for uh, replacing books in the library or adding new ones. And the parents love the book fair because so many of the, they want their kids to read, and so many of the bookstores are closing, and so it gives them the opportunity. To buy books firsthand. Do you see that a lot of children? Do you see a difference in the love of books more now than when you first started teaching? Or I think it's different. Kids, there kids that like to read, like to read. Kids that don't like to read, I try to uh, get them to find some interest level, and I always let them start out with a book that is easier for them to read rather than one that they have to struggle with. So do you feel like you've been successful somewhat in, in getting these, these little minds changed into... It's got to be a challenge. Well, it is a challenge, and yes, I do um, feel I've made an inroad in that direction. I had uh, one little student that took uh, this going into the fifth grade uh, in September, and she took out uh, five books to read over the summertime. Mm -hmm. So I do let them come into the library and take out a book uh, if they want to. That's that, yeah. What about former teachers? Do you have any communications at all with um, um, well, your former teachers? Is what is you've already you've already um, you know? Well, a couple of uh, the, my Miss Garb that was my fifth and sixth grade teacher. I was in contact with her until she passed away a couple of years ago. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. But then I have another interesting story about a teacher. Uh, the school that I taught in on Friday afternoons, we used to get together in the. Uh, principal's conference room just as a social was not a meeting and uh, I looked at the uh, PE teacher and I said to her Jan did you have blonde hair at one time and she said yes and I said you were my PE teacher when I was at Demarest school and she kind of looked at me and I sat there and figured out how many years ago that was <laughs> in front of everybody. <laughs> did the math, huh? <laughs> I did the math. <laughs> and it was very interesting because we then became very good friends after that. So, you know, you say something foolish sometimes and it, it doesn't backfire on you. It works out in, in advance. So that yeah. was kind of fun. But that's awesome. <laughs> what about... Um Say the the difference with your students, New Jersey, Long Beach. I mean, you know, what's the uh, students from New Jersey? Do you still have any? Have you ever had any contact with anybody, brother? Uh, yes, I'm still in contact with uh, 
uh, several students from New Jersey. And how many years did you say you've taught there? I taught in New Jersey 14 years. And how many years here? The rest of the time. The rest of the time. <laughs> <laughs> and then I'm, I'm still in contact with one student in Long Beach. I taught there eight years. And then uh, now that I'm at the Christian school and have been there now 33 years, I'm in contact with lots of my students. And what do these students say about you? Well, <laughs> I was always the mean teacher. They... they but they, I found out later on, they didn't mean that I was mean in an angry kind of way. They meant that I was disciplined. And I said what I meant and meant what I said. And they needed that. And they couldn't, uh, they couldn't tell me what to do. They couldn't make me change my mind. And, and now I have students, in fact, I was just talking to one the other day that said she remembered when she was in the sixth grade. And one of the things that that I made her do, that she's still doing today because of the influence that I had on her at that particular time. And then you, you were in the classroom for 39 years altogether. How long have you been out of the classroom? I've been out of the classroom 18 years. So I have, uh, yeah, now you... You retired 18 years ago then. <laughs> 18 years from the classroom. And, <laughs> and now, then I went from the classroom to um, the office where I did uh, a lot of the um, assistant administration. When I started at Mission Hills, we didn't have all of the extra help that teachers now have. And because I am a detailed person, I did the book ordering and supplies and did up schedules and did student records. So as the school grew, then I was able to get out of the classroom and do that. And then I also helped arrange activities and things like that. And then I did that for 12 years. And then the last six years, I've been in the library and back with the kids, which I love. That, yeah, those kids are, they... I'm sure they like to share stories with no, you. Yes, yes, yes. <laughs> and like to hear your stories as well. Uh, you have one student that I think you've been involved with ACSI at the convention. Could you share with listeners what uh, you know? What what is ACSI and what did that um, you know? Okay, ACSI is a Christian Association for Christian Schools International, and uh, we have a convention every year. And uh, one of the students, uh, one of the students uh, that uh, I had in the sixth grade, uh, went to the association office and asked if he could do a seminar with me. And he wanted to do it on the influence of my sixth grade teacher on my life. And he was given permission to do that, and we then uh, did a seminar together. And what was the topic of the seminar? The influence of my sixth grade teacher on my life. Oh, right. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Yeah. okay. Um, so was there a lot of people at this convention? Or? Oh, yeah. There's three or 4,000. There were about 40 in the seminar that, that we did together. And this particular um, student, do you ever keep in, I mean, what is, what is he doing? What's his career? Did he go oh, on? Yes, he did. He is now recruiting and communications relations seminar coordinator at Biola School of Education. Mm -hmm. And I 
I, did, I hear from him regularly. And then I guess it's kind of, uh, did you go, was you, have you been involved at all with, I mean, if, does, is he married? Does he oh, have children? Yes. He has, uh, I w- was, we were invited to his wedding, and he now has a little girl that's two years old that was named after me. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> I think you might have a few students then that um, you hear from, don't you? <laughs> yes, I do. <laughs> so uh. what about moving, let's say moving from the... Um, public to the to the Catholic school you know what was your motivation for doing that okay well I moved uh, when I came to the Lord I just said to the Lord do you want me out of public school and into um, Christian school and he I did not have a verbal answer but I really it came about because of proposition 13 I had only taught in Long Beach eight years and you had to teach 12 years in order to get uh to stay, so I ended up getting a pink slip, and I felt that that was the Lord's telling me that it was time for me to leave public school and go into Christian education, which I did. I could have gone back to public school, but I love where I am. Any regrets? None whatsoever. <laughs> so now, what about um, are you are you um, the difference say between the education between New Jersey and California? Um, are are we more advanced than New Jersey, I guess, as a way to, you know, we always think the West Coast, we always think we're a little more advanced. Well, when I was teaching in New Jersey, I always heard how wonderful the educational system was in California. But what I really and truly found out was that going from sixth grade in New Jersey to sixth grade in California, it was, the kids were no better in California and no smarter than my students were in New Jersey. So I really and truly feel that kids are kids. <laughs> yeah, I'm sure. Uh, what about uh, retirement? Do you, you know, I mean, are you, is that on your, you know? My, on my list? <laughs> yeah, no, yeah. Being, no, I have no intention of retiring. I love what I do. And, uh, and you're good at it. <laughs> oh, thank you. <laughs> No, that's, you know. Well, now, could you share with listeners, you know, you know, from your childhood, I mean, everybody has something that they've had to deal with, except for those that are in denial. Mm-hmm. And could you share with our listeners maybe something from your childhood that, that might inspire them to, to, to think, you know, maybe? Yes, I would love to. Okay. It's not the easiest thing to do, but uh, God has allowed me to share this, and so this is what I do. Uh, I have, he's passed away, but I have a da- had a dad who um, molested me for many years. And uh, I had to ask forgiveness, uh, give, give him the forgiveness that God gives us. Uh, actually, the bottom line was that not only did he molest me, but I ended up having to have an, an abortion. And uh, when I came to the Lord, I said I wanted to know whether I should get involved in the uh, abortion issue. And I really felt from the Lord that I was not supposed to. I was supposed to wait and uh, just be open to what God wanted for me. And then that has taken place uh, many times. Uh, In one instance, uh, I have worked with a gal who was a marriage... uh, and family counselor and she uh, 
when she found out that of my background, she ended up uh, wanting, she said, Ellie, I have to pick your brains. <laughs> and so we went out for lunch and she took me to Ritz-Carlton <laughs> and we had a wonderful time and she said, I can't, I can't believe that you have never had any counseling. And I said, no, the word is forgiveness. We need to forgive those who do things against us. And I forgave my dad and uh, have moved on with in life. Well, I've heard on Good Morning America, Robin Roberts lost her, her mother this past year. And, and she did mention, um, her mother said, make your mess your message. Amen to that. And we could all do that. Yes. Because too, too many people, they... Um, they shove things down, and it's easy to be a victim. Now, I know I was a victim in my circumstances, but I have gotten over that because of the forgiveness, and I have been able to move on and uh, move on with my life. And help others. And help others <laughs> on top of it. Now... I know you had a, a, um, a wonderful husband. I actually knew him well. <laughs> uh, but I would like to know exactly, um, exactly, you know, how do you feel, you know, did you, were you able to share with him, you know, what you went through? Was he a person that you could trust maybe to, okay. you know? Well, when we first got married, uh, he did not know. He may have suspected because of something that I had said. But I feel that uh, now uh, you need to be open and honest with people. And you have to get over it. And you can do that by being open and honest. And you need to talk to someone you can trust. And uh, if, if you can talk to someone, you're not shoving it down all the time. Like, I can talk about it because I have forgiven my dad. And... If, if I hadn't forgiven him, I probably would not be able to, to talk about it nowadays. So what about with your husband? Did you find that interfered uh, with your marriage? No. What, you know? No, I had a... He passed away six months ago. But he was a wonderful, wonderful man. Lots of character. Uh, but before I met him, I always said I would rather be happy, single and happy, than married and miserable. <laughs> and there were five things that I wanted uh, in a future husband. And uh, he had five things. Out of the five, he had two. And at a marriage seminar that we used to uh, speak at, he says, well, I was batting 400, and that's better than most ball players." <laughs> <laughs> well, I'm sure that you miss him. There's no doubt. I'm sure oh. that everybody... Well, you can't live with somebody for almost 48 years mm -hmm. and not miss him. Yes. Well, I, I was at his memorial service, and I have to tell you, I was impressed. I mean, how, how did this, I mean, e e even the last few days of his life, he was so alert. Yes, he was. Uh, he, uh, well, the memorial service, he planned himself. I had nothing to do with uh, the planning of his service. He um, spoke, he had written down the hymns that he wanted sung, the scriptures he wanted read, and the person he wanted to do the solo, and everybody that was going to participate in it. I understand that he liked to read a lot. He was a... <laughs> he swallowed the books. <laughs> he could even... Uh, he never used a bookmark. He could read two paragraphs, two sentences, close the book, pick it up again, and open it up, and end up 
going right from there. He was a prayer warrior. Uh, he was full of integrity. Uh, he just was a, a wonderful helpmate. Have you adjusted? I mean, have you? How how have you moved on? I mean, you 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 never, you never move on, but I mean. Well, you do in a sense. Uh, He had been ill for over a year, so I really had time to really process this. And he wanted to go home to be with the Lord. He said, I can't cook anymore. I can't bake anymore. I can't do the dishes. I can't help with the laundry. I can't even walk down the block anymore. He said, I want to go home. So I was prepared for when he finally left. And I do believe you've been busy since then? Oh, yes, I'm... <laughs> Vacationing? <laughs> well, um, yes, I went to New Jersey this summer. I went to uh, Arizona uh, and just have had a, a wonderful time with family and friends. And now that the school year starts, I guess you'll continue having oh, yes. a busy life. <laughs> well, because I love being with the kids. I love being with the parents. And it's, it's just great. At his memorial service, I mean, I don't know how many people were there, but there was a pretty large group. About 450. Amazing, isn't it? (laughs) Yes. (laughs) (laughs) Well, now, can you share with our listeners, you know, know, keeping them in contact, how important it is to keep in contact with friends? Yes, it is very, very important to keep in contact with friends, either by picking up the phone and talking to them or sending a card. But you need to, even if you don't see them on a regular basis, just pick up and start Mm-hmm. where you left off. I think that's important. Were you surprised that you had as many friends as you have? <laughs> yes, because basically I'm an introvert. <laughs> you could have fooled me. <laughs> and a lot of other people, too. <laughs> well, what about some contact information? You shared some information. Is there an email address or something we could give to listeners? Yes, if anybody would like to talk with me, uh, about anything that I talked about today, they can reach me at weward at sbcglobal.net. Thank you. You're welcome. It's a pleasure being here. And so much. <laughs> you are listening to KUCI 88.9 FM in Irvine, California. The views on this show are not necessarily the views of KUCI, UCI, or its border regions. To learn more about our programs, log on to KUCI.org. And I forgot to tell you one very important thing. When I was in New Jersey, uh, I had to sign an affidavit at the end of every school year that we read at least five verses from the Bible every day and prayed every day. Then in um, 1963, principal came into the classroom, took out the Bibles, and from then on in, I could really and truly see a downfall in education. Wow, so you're saying then the Bible was was uh, read in a public school? Yes, ma'am. That is amazing. Yes. Thank you, Ellie, so much you're for sharing this information with the listeners today. You're Thank welcome. You. Thank you. Myself. What?